The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. What's up, Cleaning Nation? Lindsay here today. I am solo, as you can see, in my studio. And uh, I thought I would do today as an expansion, kind of like an add-on to episode 677, where I did um, Virtual Assistant or VA 101 for your cleaning company. This is going to be a little more of an advanced episode. This is going to be virtual assistant or VA 201 for your cleaning company. So um, these are going to be like a little bit more um, kind of advanced ideas. Not super advanced, but just like the next level when you finally get a virtual assistant and you start running into questions. So anytime um, I get asked repeated questions from our clients or see a theme kind of evolving among people when they get to a certain level, um, I like to go ahead and make a podcast about it. So I figured it would help you out there in Cleaning Nation. So um, yeah, like I said, this is an episode for people that already have a virtual assistant. Um, so if you're new to this and you're like, what is a virtual assistant? Or like, how do I know if I even need a virtual assistant? Um, You're going to go ahead and check out episode 677, which was, uh, I think we're in the 800s now. So you got to go back a little bit in our records at growmycleaningcompany.com forward slash podcast and dig that puppy up and uh, check it out. And then once you get a virtual assistant and you want to come back and check out this episode, we'll expand upon some of those ideas. Okay. So I have five topics today that I want to cover and um, no, no specific order, just some themes I'm seeing in Cleaning Nation and with our clients. Um, so the first question I've been getting asked a lot recently is, Lindsay, how do I know like if it's appropriate for me to ask my virtual assistant to do fill in the blank? Like it might be something like, oh, I need them to um, work on another business I have that's online based, or um, I need to add some tasks to their um, to their list that I didn't exactly have them, you know, hire them for, or, you know, just questions like that. And so what I would like to say is it's okay to ask them to do other things that you didn't necessarily hire them for, as long as it's in the same realm of work. Okay. So what do I mean by this? What I mean is that say you hire someone to help you with admin stuff for scheduling for your clients, right? Um, they might the virtual assistant might be really good at scheduling and uh, getting clients on certain days and know your rhythm for that. I wouldn't necessarily have that um, virtual assistant start taking sales calls or um, doing bids over the phone or anything like that for you. That's a little outside their realm because they're more of an admin type of person. Okay, so. Um, back to the other idea I had where people have other businesses and they're like, hey, should I have my assistant work in that business too? I say yes. If you're paying that person already and they have the bandwidth to do more for you, they could do the same admin um, scheduling, say, for another business you have. So yes, this is a little more advanced, but sometimes people ask me, hey, can I co-mingle stuff that my virtual assistant does? And I say go for it as long as you're super clear um, in the task you're kind of like related in the same like they're doing similar tasks, but over different companies. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, I wouldn't make them do something drastically different. Like, um, 
say for example, I have like a podcast virtual assistant, which I do. Um, usually, very rarely will I ask that person to do something like out in the realm of like, hey, you know, make sure you our clients are happy and make sure that um, you know they're getting on the calls and stuff like that. That would be what my other um, client or my my client happiness, my client success virtual assistant, Apple, more of like what she does. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. And for you, those of you out there that kind of need a refresher and they're like, well, Lindsay is the client success manager. What does she have to do with VAs or virtual assistants? Is that I basically set up Grow My Cleaning Company on the back end for our operations. So before we narrowed down my title of like, hey, you're the client success manager, I was kind of a generalist. I was an operations manager, which if you've heard on our podcast, you kind of know that Mike is kind of preaching, hey, don't just hire an operations manager, like that generic term, like make something, slice it, make it more definitive, make it based on outcomes. So that's how I grew into this. But before, when I was doing operations work, I was like, so to speak, making sure all the trains ran on time in the company, making sure you know our clients got their recordings of calls, making sure people knew when the coaching calls were. Um, so I had to do a lot of back-end stuff, and eventually it got too much for me, hence why I hired Apple, our virtual assistant, um, who's kind of like my mini-me. We call her the client success. Uh, what is she, the client success? I don't know. Apple could tell you. She, she made a fancy name for herself, um, which is another point we'll go into in a minute, which is title. So yes, I got a lot of good stuff for you guys today. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Um, again, a little more advanced stuff, but not that advanced. I think you guys can handle it. <laughs> I got my notes right here even. Okay. So um, back to asking your virtual assistant to do things that you didn't necessarily hire them for. I think it's okay to test them, to give them like one thing at a time to add on to their duties, to see what they're good at. And I kind of mentioned this, I think, in um, the first episode on virtual assistant 101 for your cleaning company. But you want to kind of, whenever you have a new virtual assistant, right, you want to give them one task at a time, see how they do. Give them another task, add on to that, see how they do. They're usually all related. Okay, so when you're looking to add on to that, it's the same logic. You're going to just do one thing at a time. And eventually, you're going to hit a point, most likely, if you've, you have a company that's growing, where you're going to have too much for that virtual assistant to do. Okay, And that's where you really have to watch for burnout. I'm going on a tangent here. I didn't even plan on talking about this. But another thing that you want your virtual assistant to do is track the time it takes them to do every task. And don't don't make it sound like it's a, oh, are you working? Like, are you working hard enough? Are you doing that? It's like, no, I'm helping you because I want to know how long it takes you to do tasks I'm giving you. So am I overloading my virtual assistant? Like, you want to take care of them. They're part of your your work family. Um, so hopefully you have that kind of relationship where you can honestly speak with, you, with each other. I mean, one of the... Um, core values in our company is um, be real. So I'm always real with my virtual assistants. I want to know what they're doing, how long it's taking them, how can we streamline things to make it better? There's no point in having a virtual assistant that's just going to get burnt out because you can't streamline things. Okay, tangent. Anyhow. All right, let's go on to number two. So I kind of just touched on this, but I see a lot of cleaning company owners get hung up on titles or really think like, oh, what does an operations manager do? Right? I just hit on that. Or what does a virtual assistant do? Um, 
I want you, and this is a huge theme right now in Grow My Cleaning Company, what we're teaching our clients, what we're practicing within our own company, is think of the outcome more than the job title, okay? So you can call them a virtual assistant. Sure, that's great, no problem. But what does that virtual assistant, what is their focus? Okay, so I'm gonna hit on Apple again since we're so tight and she's like my mini me. So I'm the client success manager. She's kind of my client success um, assistant, really. She makes sure that um, she deals with the nitty gritty day to day stuff. So I, you know, I'll call her my VA for short, but really she's my client success advocate, assistant, superstar. Maybe I should just call her superstar. Apple, if you're listening to this, we need to get you a better title. See, I'm learning, learning too. Okay. So, you know, maybe if they're your scheduler and they deal with all the, um, inquiries and issues that might arise with your clients, then maybe they're your client happiness assistant. You know, that's the outcome. The outcome is make your clients happy, make them want to come back for more of your services, right? You're not just going to call, hey, this is my VA. No, this is my client happiness um, assistant or superstar, whatever, fill in the blank. Don't get too hung up on it. I'm just trying to train you to think more on outcomes. Uh, I like this one I just made up, by the way, you can steal it if you want. I like get her done, super hero, like the person that just gets stuff done in your business. That used to be me. I mean, I still get stuff done, but I like that one. Um, it helps to know, um, it helps the virtual assistant to know what their job really is. So it, it gets them lasered in on it. At the same time, don't get too hung up on it. Okay. It's like a two-edged sword. All right. Number three, number three. Um, so I get asked this question a lot. And what if I hire someone for part-time or for full-time, and I don't always have enough work for them. I actually get asked this question by our clients a lot. Um, so it kind of stems from another problem or situation. I won't really call it a problem, but um, having not enough work um, kind of makes me think that the person that you're hiring is on a flat fee. So say, you know, you have a virtual assistant, you could be paying them, you know, if they're from the Philippines, like $8 an hour to do administrative work for your company. Um, and you just have them tracking their time. You know, there's trust involved there, obviously. Um, there's always trust involved, by the way, with virtual assistants. That's another point we'll get into. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that, um, what if you hire someone for a flat fee, which I recommend say, I don't know, I'm just throwing numbers out guys. Don't don't like write down the amount, just the concept's more important. Say you um, have a part-time VA and you they charge you $500 a month. So you're looking at, you know, maybe 20 hours a week or something like that, okay? So what if you don't have enough of 20 hours of work that week? What if it's only 10 hours, right? So what I like to tell our clients is that Think of it as insurance, right? You're gonna be growing your your cleaning company and you're probably gonna have more tasks for that person. I would be surprised if they didn't grow into your company, right? There's gonna be slow times. There's gonna be busy times. The holidays are coming up. Hopefully residential cleaners, you're getting a lot of holiday cleaning out there. Your virtual assistant is probably gonna be pretty busy more times than others. So, you know, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Just think about the flat rate, think about insurance, like, okay, you know, they might not be as busy this month, but, you know, come a couple of weeks, I know they're going to be super busy and that's going to kind of even everything out. Um, 
yeah, I'm just going over my notes here. Um, sometimes it might be slow. Um, you basically have that person on call. That's why I like flat rates. Um, I find that when you have someone working hourly, it can get kind of like you're nickel and diming each other. And and it, it can be confusing sometimes to like remember every hour. Again, you want your virtual assistant to track what they're doing and how long it takes, but I wouldn't necessarily pay them by, per hour. Some virtual assistants want to be paid per hour and they're very stringent about that. You got to find that works something in your business relationship for both of you is what I'm trying to say. Um, also, if you don't have enough hours for the person, say, you know, you hire them to do scheduling and you're like, wow, scheduling doesn't take the 10 hours a week I hired them for. That's a good opportunity to test them out on other things, like to give them, feed them extra tasks that are kind of related to scheduling and see how they do. You're going to take more off your plate too. So it's only going to help you. Um, I've actually found a lot of, um, I've really been able to specialize my virtual assistants in exactly this way. I like to kind of start them out as generalists. This is just for me and how this company works, but it'll give you ideas. I start them out as generalists and feed them different things and kind of um, start a lot of my virtual assistants the same way, unless I hired them for something very, very thin slice and specific, which is pretty rare. They usually grow into that role and, um, you know, training people, cross training them how to do different things gives you a backup too. That's like another kind of insurance. Say, you know, your virtual assistant gets sick one day, you'll have another one to kind of know how they do things, um, which we'll get to in point five, actually, I'm getting a little ahead of myself when you need to hire more than one VA. Okay. So, um, my other idea, and I see clients do this a lot in Grow My Cleaning Company, is you could split your virtual assistant. Say they, say they only, say they're awesome, but they want 40 hours a week. You could go to another business that needs a virtual assistant for a similar thing and say, hey, can I split this person's time? Like, can you guarantee enough work for like 20 hours a week for them? And I'll take the other 20 um, and agree, you know, uh, with the other business, like, hey, they're gonna work, you know, um, 9 a.m. to 1, 1 p.m. And then for me, and then they're gonna work 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. for you doing the other thing. And then that, that virtual assistant will have continuous work and you'll be able to partner up with another company. So within um, our next level group, I've seen um, business owners do that where, you know, it's a residential cleaning company from Ohio and a residential cleaning company from Colorado and they have slightly different time um, differences and they can work out something. So I think that's really cool. I've seen some companies do that um, to, to their advantage. So think of like, you know, maybe you have friends that run their own business that maybe isn't necessarily a cleaning company, but they need um, help and admin work. So you could try that. Just something a little to think about. All right. So number four is um, not really related to anything we've talked about yet. Maybe I mentioned trust, but I see this so often with clients where they come to me and say, Lindsay, I need my virtual assistant to um, to handle my phone lines, like to handle um, the phone or, you know, um, all my calls are directed to my cell phone. Like, how do I, what do I do? Like, I want my virtual assistant to handle that, but I'm not giving them my cell phone or um, I have my own email, but I don't want my virtual assistant to get into my personal email. So I see a lot of you out there in Cleaning Nation, especially when you're just starting out. 
and then you kind of graduate and you're hiring people that you'll have your um, personal email and your phone kind of co- your personal phone kind of like commingled with the business. If you're doing that and you're hiring a virtual assistant, it's time to split that. Okay, so uh, I recently had a client that was like, yeah, everything is routed to my cell phone and I don't know how to offload that. And I said to the client, well, you need to get a line just for your business. Like you can get a Google voice even to start. I think they charge like for businesses, probably a minimum. Like it's not that much money. There's other phone systems out there. You can easily look up um, electronic phone numbers that you can um, forward other numbers to. So what I'm saying is make sure you divide up the phone number first. So, you know, you might have to, it might take a little work to do this, but it's definitely worth it because you don't necessarily want your virtual assistant unless you trust them immensely to get into your personal stuff where your business stuff shouldn't be in the first place. I hope that makes sense. But after people do have, you know, their support at lindsayscleaningcompany.com or client happiness at lindsayscleaningcompany.com, after they have those emails set up, the owner might be still checking them themselves. And it's like, they'll ask me, hey, is it okay to like give the password away for to them? And I'll say, well, how do you feel about that? That's really up to you. But as someone that is good at scaling companies, you want people to have access to that email that can help you. So don't get stingy. Don't worry about like, oh, I have to do everything. Um, This is all on me. You have to start trusting your virtual assistant to do things for you. And that includes letting go of things like your business email, your business phone. Um, It's totally okay to do that. So so relax. You got to maybe do one thing at a time so you get used to trusting um, people. Um, I wouldn't go so far. If they're not your bookkeeper, I wouldn't give them like your bank account access or anything like that. Don't get me wrong here. Um, so hopefully that helps you guys a little bit. It's yes, that is normal to get kind of paranoid in the beginning when you're giving them more and more to do. And it's like, oh, should I give them access to this account? It's like, well, what is the outcome, right? You want to scale your business. You can't scale your business if you're the only person you trust, right? It's a big thing. So that's like, that's like a whole mindset thing. Oh, I should go into an episode with Tracy about trust. Just gave me, gave myself an idea. Um, all right, guys. Well, I'm just blabbering on here and we're almost out of time, but we're on to number five. Hope you're getting value out of this. Oh, we'll do that call to action at the end. I just had another idea. Tangents, always tangents when I'm by myself. Okay. So Here's a question I've been getting asked recently. And what if my virtual assistant leaves? How do I do all this stuff on my own again? If you're listening out there in Cleaning Nation and you've listened to like, you know, at least 10 podcasts with Mike, I hope you already know the the problem with the question, right? The problem is you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you might start with one virtual assistant, but like I said before, eventually you're going to have to hire another one if you're scaling, if you're growing your cleaning company. That's totally natural to have to have to scale, right? That's that's a good thing. We want that to happen. At the same time, you got to balance it, right? You don't want all your eggs in one basket with one virtual assistant. Um, that's a kink in your hose. That's not scalable. So yes, while it's awesome to hire a virtual assistant, to get them training things, to get things off your plate, don't let them be the only... Uh, what is it? The the weakest link in your chain. Like if that one link gets broken, your whole business is screwed. 
do not do that. So you want to keep in mind, as soon as you hire a first VA, you got to keep in mind how you can scale it and what you want the next VA to do, the next virtual assistant, okay? So maybe you start that one virtual assistant as a generalist and start getting like, oh, this person's really good at answering the phones. Like they're amazing at answering the phones, but um, they're really bad at, um, I don't know, what could they be bad at? They could be bad at, the uh, the employee schedule like maybe they're terrible at it maybe it's time to take that off their plate and get just a scheduler you know some people have schedulers just for their clients and then just for their employees I've seen so many business models and honestly cleaning nation that's the best thing about having a virtual assistant and I'm, yeah I'm still using the name virtual assistant but I really want you to take away from this episode that it's really up to you what you want to do. There are no set rules. I'm just feeding you ideas and you take the initiative and how that works for you and your company. Um, yes, we eventually want to thin slice people. Yes, we want to cross train people. It's all in moderation, right? So um, yeah, there's some gray areas. And if you have any questions about this episode, here's my call to action that I was hinting at. Please email me support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at growmycleaningcompany.com. I would love some feedback. I would love to hear out there in Cleaning Nation how it's going with virtual assistants. Um, I would love to hear like, hey, I have another idea off your episode. Like, why didn't you mention this? Or send me your questions. Um, I love to hear from you guys. Uh, again, my name is Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Just shoot an email to support. Um, say attention, Lindsay. And um, I'd, I'd love to check it out. Please let me know ideas for any other episodes um, you guys want to hear, I help our team make these podcasts. And um, I want to know what you like. Do you like the tactical stuff, kind of what I did today? Do you like more mindset stuff? Do you like a mix? Do you like Colin and Jared doing the super technical traffic stuff? Um, let me know. And um, if you are like if you like what you're hearing and you want to grow your company and scale it, check out growmycleaningcompany.com forward slash talk, and that will get you on the schedule to hop on with one of our amazing coaches that can uh, walk you through the process and give you even more ideas of how to grow your cleaning company. That is it, Cleaning Nation. I am out of time. Sayonara. I'll catch you next time. Peace. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.